connecting to the real nerds is so easy. You can go to our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can like us on Facebook. We have a Twitter account, at Real Nerds. We also have Instagram. You can call us, 720-6Nerds5. You want to email us? You can do that, too, realnerds at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Hey, uh, Jimmy Valentine, that was a really great game-winning score you had there at the sporting event. Yeah, thanks. I really appreciate that. You can look for that card really soon at Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. They got tons of sports memorabilia. Jimmy Valentine, RKO Radio News. Jimmy, what makes Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics your favorite comic store in the Colorado area? I'm telling you, forget about it. A comic collector like me, I can save 20% on a hold slot. Duh. Plus, it's hard for me. I'm on the road all the time. If I want the amazing Spider-Man and I'm not around, it's in my hold slot. Jimmy Valentine, what do you have to say about your recent allegations about steroid use? (laughs) I'm not going to answer that question, but I am going to tell you that if I want to get Magic the Gathering cards, I go to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. (laughs) The little square Jimmy Jr., he loves those. So go to 6700 Wadsworth Boulevard in Nevada, Colorado. They'll take really good care of you. Hold on, Jimmy. One more question. question, No, no, don't go yet. Hi, I'm Jimmy Palmiotti, and you're listening to Real Nerds Podcast. Now pay attention and stop playing with your dick. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast at Denver Comic Con 2017 and beyond. With me always is Zach and Brad. I'm second now. How long have I been on the show? (laughs) I'm just going this way. (laughs) I try. I try to keep things different so people so people don't feel left out. Yeah, change it up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Fuck your position, (laughs) Brad. Why don't you tell us a story? Let's make it this Brad time. What? I don't have any stories. Well, you, you're like, oh, I'm, I'm, you don't like me. I'm now I'm trying to give you the whole floor. You're not going to take it? No, I just, I, just, I just figured you would uh, acknowledge us by seniority. And now Zach apparently is ahead of me. So no, I don't know what I did. No, I just want him to feel good when we start tearing him apart when we're talking to him. <laughs> oh, the show. lull him to, into a false sense of yes. security. Okay. Duh. <laughs> Every week on Real Nurse Podcast, we go see a new movie. We podcast our experience of the world. This week, we saw The Fate of the Furious. Family no more. What, you just got to turn your back on your family? She has to be the worst actress of all time. <laughs> and you know what? Why does everyone? Ha- why does she have to pretend like she's tough? Why can't she just be normal? It might just be the role she's written for. I, what other movies is she even in? I don't even know. Machete? She is in Machete. And I mean, she's in Resident Evil. And um, wasn't she in Avatar? Is she? I don't know. I thought so. Probably. Mm. Let's see. I haven't seen Avatar in 10 years. Yeah. So your dad gave you... Yeah, he gave me his Blu-ray of the Extended Collector's Edition, I don't know, three or four years ago. It sat on my Blu-ray shelf and has never moved. <laughs> I mean, it's um, it's down there because... I mean, it has moved because I've moved to sci-fi, like, so that it's in the sci-fi section. Mm-hmm. So it's moved. It right. just has never been moved out of the case into my Blu-ray player yeah. to watch it. You're, you're... I was never that impressed with Avatar. Yeah, it was it was okay. I mean, it's James's favorite movie from 2009, so... Yeah. <laughs> was that, his favorite? Something. He, 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 he really his wants favorite? to change that list. I think it was his fifth or something, actually. I know. I'll have to go back to Nebcast and listen to it. He really Dust wants, that off. 
He does really want to change that list. He's told me several times. Yeah, he's 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 just eagerly awaiting next two years when we get to Film Explosion two thousand nine. <laughs> you don't want to go back to Nepcast. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I do. I'm up to a hundred and nine of our episodes. You don't want to go back before that. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not that bad. I was listening to some of them. Still, yeah, still some good ones. Hey, Brad, what's going on around town? I mean, they're not all gems like they are now, but. Uh, <laughs> No, there's some there's some great ones, and I'll you'll you'll hear those on episode 300. Yeah. So, are you how are you doing? That? Are you doing like special episodes leading up to 300? No. I, well, the plan was to do all 300 and like grab all like the best lines and things mm-hmm. from each one. So as I'm going, I like have a Google Doc that I'm notating the timestamp of certain uh, segments, and then you know if you say something witty, I'll like write it out. And then there's no way you're gonna fit that in one episode. If you just take out lines, it's not whole conversations. So <laughs> that was that like I'm always cut. witty. Oh, was the joke there? <laughs> we can also use it as a soundboard. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this has been my life for like a month now, <laughs> trying to go through all these episodes. So it's, it's I'm taking it very seriously. Um, yeah, I've been listening to the celebrity stuff. I'm trying to get. I want to do like an ultimate cut of celebrity with questions and things like that. But I haven't. I don't know what's easier for us to do. If I before each like question, I give it context or just say these are some of our best moments from yeah, you should probably have the question in there with it yeah well i mean yeah. like because some of them when i'm listening to it it's really some of the conversations really funny so there's really no question to it mm. so i don't know if it's better if i'm so like i'm doing right now i'm saying no oh, this is when the dudes from uh the the battery said something you know what i mean yeah so i don't know what the best way to go about that is i would just time stamp it like here's this conversation and why it's interesting and then either yeah. i use it or i don't oh you're fucking using it if i'm yeah. listening to it and time stamping it you're fucking using it <laughs> but we definitely have fewer interviews going forward <laughs> we'll be all right <laughs> we'll figure something out that's news for later <laughs> yeah uh we like to watch movies at the alamo draft house this is what's playing at the alamo draft house next week hello hi i'm kevin smith Hi, I'm Leonard Maltin. Hi, I'm Mark Hamill. Hi, I'm Elijah Wood. This is Seth Rogen. I'm Christopher Mintz-Bloss. I'm Lone Star. Welcome to the Alamo Draft Time. Purple rain, purple rain. Vegan party is happening on Tuesday at night at 7.30 in, <laughs> at night. Silicon that. Valley season four premieres also at 7 with a live Q&A afterwards. Ooh, cool. Uh, Brad, are you going to that? It was uh, part of our free victory thing, and I know you you qualify for it. Purple Rain? Uh, no, uh, Silicon Valley. Oh, Silicon Valley? No, I, th- I have something I got to do that night. Um, Colossal is going to is starting to play on Thursday, um, which I believe is our movie for next week. Yeah, or Free Fire. Uh, free Fire with a live stream Q and A is also at nine thirty on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can still see Raw, of course. Is that an Alamo rep- uh, recommends? Yep. Draft House recommends. Come on, iPad fudge. Um, the Mile High movie roast will be roasting Top Gun. I will not see that. How can they? How can they roast like greatness? I don't get it. <laughs> and then on Saturday, all they have is a bunch of Colossal and Free Fire. So, <laughs> um, maybe we'll see both of them because yeah. they're literally just that's all that they're showing. And maybe you'll see us there. And you probably will see us there. You kick us in the nuts. You know, the Sloan's Lake is almost open. It's going to be I, tough to, like, maintain our presence in both places. I know. The Sloan's Lake one, I, I can't wait to go see it. And hopefully they'll do, like, what they did with the one down here where they have, you know, the first couple of days, the movies are a dollar and the food is, like, half off where they train the staff. I think they actually did have that already. Did they really? Yeah. Like, I saw Steve and Walter 
Yeah, like I saw them like party going with... around through there, but I haven't seen anything like announced. And I liked it on Facebook, so I thought it'd show up. Hmm. Who knows? But we'll be there. We'll be at the Alamos around town. Speaking around town, Brad, what's happening around town? Oh, you don't even have anything. Uh, you know what? While you're looking up that, uh, Henry sent in a new art house asshole called The Void. This is what Henry had to say about The Void. I love art house movies. You can call me Mr. Asshole. What's up, nerds? It's Henry giving you an update on Art House Asshole. This week we watched The Void, which really doesn't fall under the <clears throat> asshole uh, or art house claim. But I decided to review it because I think I was excited for it, and uh, it falls into the kind of indie, lesser-known kind of flick territory, which I kind of like exploring in this series as well. Uh, it's a horror film. Uh, I think it's something that I would describe as being really well once it gets to video on demand, which is how I imagine most people are going to watch this film. Uh, I, I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, it is very dark, very disturbing, has great practical effects, uh, great creature creation. Uh, I do strongly recommend it for that alone, and I also think it is just a general... It's, a, it's just a great horror film in general, in my opinion. I, I think Brad is seeing it also this week if... Uh, According to his Instagram, I don't know if he'll review it on the show or he'll be next week he reviews it, but uh, I liked it overall. I would definitely check it out. Uh, if you want to see my full thoughts, go to realnerdspodcast.com. But other than that, uh, I, uh, I hope you guys like Fate of the Furious, which I imagine is the greatest film of all time. I will see you next week. Meh. Thanks, Henry. Yeah. That's actually a great segue into what we've been watching. So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Oh, Yeah. Did you watch The Void? I saw The Void. So, um, Henry's right. Uh, well, I didn't enjoy the plot as much as he did, but the creature effects are pretty cool, and, and the gore effects. Um, it's just, story-wise, it's 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 a rough start. Um, gets pretty good in the middle, um, and the end's kind of weak. Um, Did you say there's a void in the story? <laughs> there's a lot of void in the story. Mm. Um it's it's weird because those guys made uh, Father's Day, which oh yeah is an infamous which, movie from this podcast. Very infamous. Um, but it's not a comedy like that. Which mm. I, <laughs> so it's like maybe, straight horror. Yeah, it's tr- it's seriously trying to be a horror movie. You know, there much people trapped in a hospital, tons of tons of crazy shits going down with like supernatural beings, um, and cults and and monsters and um, the. I don't want without being too spoilery, the main villain, you know, transcends his form and then turns into a cliche like super villain, I guess. Um so yeah. The, the part of the part of the allure of the movie is the surprise, so I don't want to say too much, but the only thing that stood out to me was the creature effects. Like they're, they're all practical and they're really, so do they go super campy like they did with father's day? No, it's it's just straight. I mean, it ends up being campy because the acting isn't great for a lot of the characters, but as far as the, the mood, it's supposed to be serious. Hmm. Um, so yeah, cool. Um, not great, but not terrible. It's kind of in the middle of the road. Maybe check it out on, on demand or something. I'll check it out. If it's gory and has monsters in it. Yeah. What else you watch, Brad? Um. So, Mystery Science Theater three thousand is back. Hey, I also watched Mystery Science Theater three. Hey, let's talk about it together. All right, cool. Um, we should just say right off the bat, it's as good as it's ever been. Yeah, it it, it there's a bit of an adjustment. Um, in the pilot, yeah, getting used to the new characters and 
the song like has an interruption um, and the intro is different because Jonah gets sucked up into the intro for every episode from a skit. <laughs> it's different. And then there's celebrity cameos like uh, Jerry Seinfeld's in an episode, which I didn't know he was a big fan, but um, uh, Neil Patrick Harris is in it. Uh, I'm only five or six episodes in, so. I'm only three episodes. How many episodes did they release? I think it's 14. 14. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you were part of the Kickstarter, what do you get? What was a perk for it? So now that's on Netflix. Oh, there's so many perks. There um, was um, the one of them was a Blu-ray release from Shout Factory, uh, which I got, but only as an add-on perk. So mm-hmm. I just bought the set. I didn't contribute to the. Oh, that's cool that they're gonna make it available then. Because yeah. sometimes Netflix doesn't make their stuff available. I was just curious. Yeah, like, like I was part of the backer <laughs> program. It was just like an add-on thing, so I got to like buy it after they'd already succeeded. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people got to hang out at the premiere. Got the episodes for download early, um, keychains, their name in the credits, which I don't know if you watch the whole credits. Oh, if you watch the credits, like they had to break it up throughout all the episodes. Yeah, like I guess, episode one's A through B. Yeah, like it's like reading a phone book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like that's how cool. Clerks I mean, that's do. what yeah. Kickstarter should be, though. If people are super that passionate about it mm-hmm. and that they see that they make it and then they kind of developed into its own thing is pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I'm I'm only three episodes in, but... Damn, it's funny. <laughs> what kind of movies are they doing? I haven't even I haven't turned on Netflix. So, so the I don't only know. ones that I've seen so far are um, the first one they did was Reptilicus, which is like a Denmark oh, yeah, yeah, Denmarkian yeah. Um, uh, monster movie. The second one was Cry Wilderness, which is a Bigfoot movie. Uh, the third one, which that's the only one I'm up to, is a, called The Time Travelers, and it involves androids that look like they're sex dolls. <laughs> right um, and uh, but you were talking about one that sounds really fun. That I might just skip ahead to. Yeah, no, I think that I might be six episodes in because there's a there's a western, um, Star Crash, which is a Star Wars knockoff, and then Avalanche, which is has like Mia Farrow and Rock Hudson in it. It's like a disaster movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, what a cool name yeah. as an actor, Rock Hudson. Rock Hudson. It's a big massage in that Hudson. movie. <laughs> Mm, sounds like he'd be misogynistic. Just like Mia Farrow's talking, and then he just like grabs her and kisses her uh, against her will. Why not? Um, yeah, and then um, there's some funny gags. The like guy's telling Zach in the car, um, uh, like they'll be watching the 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 robots are like they can fly on the screen now, so they don't just they're not limited to their chairs all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, Gypsy has a new voice. And she'll come down from the ceiling now, yeah, as opposed to at the top. Yeah, and uh, she is she just dropping off like a picnic basket each episode? Yeah, with props. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's like the in the Rock Hudson uh, or the Avalanche episode. There's nudity, and so um, at one point she drops a bunch of drones, and then Crow and Servo start flying the drones like over the girl's nipples. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't. So it's all blurred out and stuff. Um, yeah, and then uh, at one point Servo gets really obnoxious, and Jonah just takes his his head off and like throws it across the room. <laughs> um, Who's your favorite robot? Mine was always crow. Uh, yeah, I'm a Tom crow. Servo guy. Yeah. 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 They're both great, but yeah. Crow. Yeah, maybe cool people like crow, but I mean, yeah, great, great. Zach. <laughs> no, I should have, I should have, I, I should have just went the other way and said, no Cambot. <laughs> yeah. Cause he records the entire show. You never see Cambot or hear from Cambot. <laughs> I like um, how they show a picture of Cambot <laughs> in yeah. the, uh, in the opening credits. <laughs> and, uh, most of the premises that, uh, King of Forrester, like they, they like instead of just trying to shove like a movie at them to drive them insane, mm-hmm. they're also trying to come up with inventions. So each episode, 
uh, King of Forrester and Max or TV son of TV's Frank. Um, that was a nice twist that they didn't reveal that he actually had the, the real name. <laughs> yeah, like he just wants to be called that. His yeah. real name's Max. <laughs> That's Patton Oswalt's character. Yeah. Um, and then our our our, our heroes. Um, so they have like a they swap back and forth like invention invention ideas like who has the best one. Mm-hmm. Um, which like, was which was always part of the Joel episodes for a while. Was it? Yeah, invention exchange. Oh, I don't. Oh uh, yeah. I'm more of a I'm a Mike uh, yeah well, era guy. My, so. my, Mike Mike's Mike's era was more about trying to escape the satellite of love. Yeah, Joel was like pretty content on being on the satellite yeah. of love. <laughs> um, um, well, because like I was talking about this with James in the car when they moved to Sci-Fi um, Network for the last right, two three geez. seasons. Were they at Comedy Central? Right, they were at Comedy Central yeah. for the most part. When they moved to Sci-Fi, the the stu- the the network was demanding that they. Um, add more of a story to the characters in addition that's why you have like uh stuff about trying to escape the ship and that's why in the last episode you have an epilogue where um mike and uh the robots escape the satellite of love and are living together in an apartment on earth Mm. um but um so and they were also demanding more sci-fi movies which is why you saw less of the other types of movies Mm. that they were um originally riffing on and less shorts too um, but I like that it's kind of gone back to this whole we don't need to uh, have a through line. It's mainly it's a it it's seems a... like a show that's really well made for Netflix mm-hmm. where, you know, you don't have to have any continuity. You can just like put in whatever movie you want to see made fun of and yeah. you can pretty much jump right in. And it seems like they have a better library selection process now than they've ever had before. Like yeah. they have access to a little bit more money. So, um, but uh and Shout's been helping them get well, the, yeah. the rights to those movies. So, um, but uh, it's really fun. I know they they do the same commercial breaks that they do um, on the original show because mm-hmm. it obviously was TV back then. But um, instead, it's just um, TV Center TV's Frank uh, recapping what's just happened, and with a band playing in the background. With they essentially look like guys with skeletons painted on their faces. Wearing moon helmets, the skeleton crew. <laughs> yeah, the skeleton crew, <laughs> and uh, they're just playing like it's like an SNL band. <laughs> um, and then um, there's a rap in the first episode, nice. which is really funny, that explains all the different monsters from different uh, countries. Um, and uh, <laughs> the model uh, when it separates to like the countdown uh-huh. of the ship, the little miniatures. Oh, uh, yeah, there's details in them. Well, it's cool because it doesn't just like it's not just like a portal that opens. They're the numbers and they're cut to open, and then the stuff on the sides is the room. So mm-hmm. like, there's a laundry room one, but yeah. it's like made out of the five. It's re- it's really intricate. Yeah, it's but it still looks cheesy. Yeah, the way the old show looked. Um, my favorite bit outside of the riffing um, is uh, there's one segment where Jonah uh, is showing the uh, the audience other robots he's designed. And um, as soon as he introduces the robot and goes off screen, uh, Crow and uh, Tom come up with bats and start beating the robots up and destroying them. <laughs> like, try to take my job, will you? <laughs> and finally, when he gives up on uh, showing other robots, they just start beating Jonah with baseball bats. <laughs> yeah. There's one where, like, they came up with, like, new cereals, and Crow just came up with, like, um, or snack foods. Yeah. And uh, it's just a snack food of the silica packets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that you find in, in, some, in some food. And he said, but one's... But one of them's the real one, so be careful. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just got that one. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. it's a lot, a lot of fun. 
Yeah. That's it. That's all I got. Yeah. Zach? Um, I only watched one other thing this week, um, other than our movie of the week, and it was um, American Playboy. It's a docuseries on yeah, uh, Amazon, Hefner. right? Yep. It's there. There's another Hugh Hefner documentary that was made, like, I want to say five years ago that was released in theaters mm-hmm. via, like, Magnolia Pictures or something. And that one's fine. This one's much more intricate and a lot more detailed on his life and the, the <laughs> setup of Playboy, which is interesting. They recommend it to me because I always watch those like sleazy like horror movies. Yeah, and it's like oh, he likes nudity. They recommended it to me for different reasons. Amazon recommends. <laughs> they said like you watched you watched Ken Burns uh, Ken right. Burns thing. You might also like this documentary. Yeah, mine was because you watched I think Sorority House Massacre. <laughs> you might also like the education of pornography. Yes. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's all I watched this week. Wow. Um, I uh, rewatched uh, Freddy's Revenge, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 2. And I, <laughs> yeah, still, I actually, saw that on Twitter. I still think it's kind of, I don't think it's as bad as people say it is. No, it's not bad. It's um, just... I think my biggest problem with it is it does kind of rewrite Freddy's rules. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, head, and, and the, the main kid is kind of obnoxious in it. Oh, Jesse. <laughs> yeah. When Freddy like comes through the dream world and he rips him apart, I forgot that he lived after that. And I was like, oh, sweet. He's dead now, finally. Um, but nope. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, because it, it kind of resets Freddy's rules, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where in the first one, when you pull him into the real world, he doesn't have any powers besides his, his razor glove. Right. But in Freddy's Revenge, he's able to, like, conjure fire and, like, run through walls. I think the explanation for it was that it was he entered the real world through a demonic possession, so it encased his powers i don't know yeah i guess i can see that i mean i still think it's shot really well i think it's i think it's still pretty creepy and i think freddy's really great in it he's that uh uh that scary freddy still where he's not really quippy quippy he's i mean he has uh, he does have a great line where he says you've got the body but i've got got the brain and he rips his head off and his brain's like pulsating Mm -hmm. that's cool like that's the kind of freddy i like Uh, i really stop i'm still not a big nightmare on elm street fan like, I think the first one's brilliant. I think Wes Craven's new Nightmare is brilliant. Mm-hmm. The ones in between, I'm, I could go either way. But I love I, Dream Warriors. Uh, I mean, I'm a big Friday the 13th fan, and I've learned that if you're a Friday the 13th fan, you have a hard time with the Nightmare on Elm Street stuff and vice mm-hmm. versa. And I guess it's because I always got tired of people saying, mm, Nightmare on Elm Street's so much better. <laughs> and it just used to irk me so much, and I don't know why. And they're, I, they're both wrong. Halloween's the best one. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> well. Uh... Yeah, so it was fun, and I think the movie poster for it's badass. Oh uh, yeah, that uh, where he's hugging and it's, yeah, it's uh, like half skeleton, half yeah. Freddy. What do you think of Bob Shea's cameo and all that S and S and M gear? <laughs> <laughs> good for good for Bob Shea. Did you hear the story about how they how he uh, got like how he prepared for that role? Huh. That cameo. Why would he prepare for it? He well, <laughs> there is an anecdote to it. It's in the documentary Never Sleep Again. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. He went to uh, a local sex shop with his daughters. Um, for some reason, I don't know why he didn't know where he was going, what store he was going into. It's like it was named something like ambiguous, so you couldn't tell it was a sex shop. Oh, and, I do remember that story. And he yeah. walks in, and then they, his daughters kept suggesting, like, you should put this on your chaps and all this stuff. <laughs> and the counter clerk had to go, like, uh, you should probably let them wait outside okay. or whatever you're about to buy. Is he in every Freddy? I think he's in every Nightmare on Elm Street. I don't remember. From the first one, but I know in all the sequels he has had like some kind of role. I mean, I know. I mean, he's in Freddy and Jason, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure he's in every other one. I'm, I'm, I almost want to say Bob Shea's in every one. Yeah, his have most, to look. His most famous appearance being in New Nightmare, where he plays the yeah the only role he can do the best. And Bob Shea. Bob Shea. <laughs> he's a, he's a really smart guy, though. I, I love listening to him talk. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, have you heard his uh, sister talk before? Oh, yeah, his, sister, his little sister's great, too. On the, uh, there's an interview she did on the movie Crypt that gives him more, even more information about Bob's history and whatnot. Yeah, and it's 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 interesting because, uh, it, you know, it used to be referred to as a house Freddy built, and now it's, you know, they don't really talk about it The anymore. house the Hobbits built. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I also watched... Uh, Oh, fuck. I totally lost my train of thought. Uh, Throw Mama from the Train, which I haven't <laughs> seen in years. Uh, but I loved it when I was a kid. And I don't know why, because it's pretty dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the movie is actually really good. And uh, if you don't know the story, Danny DeVito is in Billy Crystal's class. Billy Crystal is a professor who teaches people how to write. And he's bitter because his wife stole his book. And it became a national bestseller. And she's on Oprah. And... Uh, he just always has these lines. It's that slut. Um, and so he dislikes her and, uh, Danny DeVito's character, Owen really dislikes his mother and he always th- dreams about killing her. And, uh, so the mom is the lady from the Goonies and she's always going, Owen, Owen. <laughs> and they have actually a couple, uh, making ofs on the Blu-ray, which I was really shocked about. And uh, she got nominated for Academy Award for that movie. <laughs> really? I didn't know that. And she's really great. And she died the next year uh, from cancer. And I guess the reason she was like that is because she had a lot of diseases and had surgery and stuff. So uh, she her, she kind of deteriorated later on in her life. Mm-hmm. But uh, it gave her, like, great, great foil for the Goonies and then uh, throw Mama from the train, I think, is... She's like she's like one of those character actors that yeah. like, you pick her out of the crowd. Yeah, and, she, and she's great in the movie. Yeah. Uh, but Danny DeVito's great. It's directed by Danny DeVito. Mm-hmm. Uh, the director of photography is Barry Sonnenberg, so it has uh, uh, Sonnenfeld. So it has like a great look to the uh, the movie. It's not my favorite Danny DeVito movie, but it's one of my but it's it's one of my it's one of my favorite films to watch. So yeah, no, it was lots of fun. I haven't seen it in a lot of years. It was uh, my really... favorite Danny DeVito directed film will always be Death to Smoochie. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. freaking love Death to Smoochie. I can see that. It's all right. <laughs> I'm going on safari, motherfucker. Safari. <laughs> Uh, I watched this classic called Up from the Depths, which is... Is that that one? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's kind of like Jaws. It starts actually like Jaws. It's this underwater shot. And it's this just giant prehistoric fish that kills people. So I guess it's like a mix of Jaws and Piranha. Jirana. Jirana. Jirana, The acting is awful in it. There's tons of unintentional comedy. Aww. So it's like funny when it... I don't think they're trying to be funny. Mm. So at the beginning, there's this... Uh, diver and she goes in and she's like really hot like this italian diver and she's wearing like a white t-shirt i'm like why is she diving in a white t-shirt i'm like oh that's why it's because it's totally like see-through and uh, so she gets because boobs murdered by this fish and uh it cuts to these people swimming on a beach and this dude is swimming on the beach and he comes out of the water with like all these intestines all over him he's like gross (laughs) and this flamboyant like hotel manager says oh sorry about that they must be chumming in the water right there and it's literally like intestines and shit Mm. the movie is ridiculous and the effects are cheesy but when you watch it you know i mean it's only an hour and 20 minutes you're like it went by really fast and it's pretty entertaining because it's so bad um it's one of screen factories uh they have a few blu-rays that they only make a thousand of and you can only order them directly from them and that's one of them um much like uh the velvet vampire uh, and I can see why they don't mass produce them because, I mean, I don't know who they're going to appeal to. Um, but it was fun. I mean, uh, would I ever see it again? Probably. I mean, if I'm bored and I want to watch something like Goofy, mm-hmm. I'll probably pop it in. Um, 
Plus, it looks good on the shout shelf. Oh, yeah. Going. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, the scream shelf. The scream shelf. Um, yeah. And then the last thing I watched is I finally saw Over the Top with Sylvester Stallone oh, you finally on Blu-ray. <laughs> no, on Blu-ray. Just on Blu-ray? Okay. Yeah. And, you know, it's actually not that bad of a movie. It's actually pretty fun. Um, I mean, it... Sure. It, let's go with that. <laughs> to me, it's like, it's like Karate Kid, but with arm wrestling. And trucks. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think Stallone's actually really good in it. Yeah. You know, he... Um, <laughs> the story is, is he meets his kid for the first time because he's a trucker and he wants to live a life on the road. And uh, his, his name like Lincoln something. Oh yeah, Lincoln Hawk. Lincoln Hawk. That's right. It was like a sweet ass name. <laughs> um, but you know, I, I still think it is pretty like the arm wrestling at the end tournament's pretty cool. They have these cool cuts of them like being interviewed, so you get to meet like the. It's like the Office, where they yeah, like, it's like the Office. Yeah. Uh, but it, I mean, that's pretty fun. Like I had no qualms with the movie. I haven't seen it in years. I mean, the kid's kind of obnoxious in it, hmm. but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's, um, but the soundtrack is like pure eighties and Robert Lucia's the, yeah. the villain. Hey, shut up. Um, yeah. Uh, he, he's, uh, the stereotypical, my grandson's not going to live with a trucker and he's super rich. <laughs> here's a check. How much? Does it cost to get you out of his life? Yeah, yeah. For, here's five hundred thousand dollars, and wh- I don't know why the the prize is money and a semi truck for the arm wrestling. <laughs> it's a pretty sweet prize for just like doing this. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Sounds um, like a Galan yeah. and Globus rewrite. It does. But does he have like his own gym and like in the cab of his truck too? Like you rig yeah, his own he, weightlifting yeah, he, system. He remember, he pulls it down. He's like, <laughs> so he can get pumped, man. Yeah, while he's driving. Yeah. <laughs> And he teaches his son how to go over the top. Yeah. Yeah. See, over the top is an arm wrestling term. Mm-hmm. If you didn't know. No, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a goofy movie. It's where your wrist. It's, it's goofy, but I, yeah. the better of the but other one. I don't one. think it's actually I don't think, that I don't think bad. it's like, it's not unwatchable. I will say that about it. I, it, I just I, find it really goofy. It is, but to... I think there's like some 80s charm to that movie big time. And I think Stallone's really good in it. Yeah. yeah. It might be one of his best like role roles where he just gets to be a normal person, you know? Yep. Yeah, um, as opposed to like a cop or a, a embittered Vietnam vet. Yeah, or... you know, he just gets to be Stallone. and mm-hmm. uh, I could see that. But then his kid like escapes from his mansion and then like is able to buy a ticket to get on yeah, a plane. I thought he was just going to drive the car to Vegas <laughs> yeah. because Vegas to, from LA to Vegas is like three hours. It's probably easier just to drive to Vegas than go yeah. to the airport and didn't have security as yeah. as tight back then. So he's just like, Oh yeah, just a random kid is trying to get on this flight. And I like, sure. it like, like he's going to the airport, just get our private jet and we'll meet him at the airport. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I had fun watching it. Yeah. I bought tickets to the Alamo screening like I think next month. Nice. Yeah. I may have to go with you to that one. Please do. It's I have fun. to watch it again. But, yeah. Um, for more information on the making of Over the Top, watch Electric Boogaloo. Yeah. <laughs> Is that his only movie he directed? No, Stallone didn't direct that. <laughs> no, one, I mean... I uh, uh, Actually, the director of Karate Kid directed it. <laughs> was it the director? I thought it was the dude who founded Canon Films directed it. Uh, Golan? Golan? Golan, Golan. Golan, Golan. I can't remember. Golan it's Golan, I think. Well, Galan and Globus are the two people, but I think it was Galan who would have directed it, if anything, because he was the yeah. director of the two. Globus was more of like the, uh, uh, what do you call it, the money guy, or the um, like the 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 one who kind of like, a producer, if you will. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm complicating this for no reason. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, Golan. Never mind. Sorry. Oh, it yeah. was Golan? Yeah. Okay. Because I know that's what he wanted to do, and it tanked. Yeah. And he was really, like, heartbroken about well, it. Well, that was, and, like, part of their regrouping strategy to, to like, uh, say, like, we've got Stallone and we've got uh, people like John Cassavetes. Um, mm-hmm. And at one point they got... I always Sifo. laugh because I didn't know in the 80s, there's a, there's a wrestler, his name's Terry Funk, mm-hmm. and he's in that movie, and he's also in Roadhouse. He's in a lot of movies as, like, a henchman. And I guess it's because he... Since he's a wrestler, he's probably good at stunts or something. Right. And so it's like, man, Terry Funk's in a lot of 80s movies. Hmm. Um, yeah, so that was a fun movie. I had fun watching it. I'm actually probably going to watch it again this week, just so I can... When it takes it off. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're hanging on the side of the, the grill of your semi and doing, like, push-ups? <laughs> and his kid's like this, like, weakling, but he teaches him, it doesn't matter how strong you are. <laughs> It's a good. Did movie. you do that it's just to embarrass movie. me? Oh, I love that movie. It's a goofy movie. <laughs> yep. Hey, Hawk, arm wrestle me now. No Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the the world champion arm wrestler just stalks truck stops to <laughs> arm wrestle. Just picking fights. Yep. I got nothing else in my life. <laughs> just arm wrestling and smack. <laughs> so that's all you watched. That's all I watched. Right on. Cool. Well, I, I finally figure out what's going on around town, you so should I pick that back up? Talk. What's going on around town? Hey, the drive-in's back. That's um, right. Yep. Oh, the lineup's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I wish we could know them before <laughs> the new week's out. So um, now Monday, I guess, is probably when you'll hear this, Monday through Thursday. Um, it'll, they start with Power Rangers, Ooh. and then the Fate of the Furious is the middle show, yeah. and Get Out wraps it all up nice. probably after midnight. <laughs> midnight spookiness. Yeah. So check that out, and then uh, at the uh, Esquire midnight is Pink Floyd's The Wall. All in all, you're just a. I'm not gonna finish it for copyright reasons. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so that's what's going on around town. Oh, and then uh uh. Emerging Filmmakers Project is this Thursday, so eight o'clock, the Bug Theater. So five if you're bucks. a filmmaker and emerging, or if you just want to watch local stuff, yeah, and don't make films, you can still come. Yeah, you don't have to be emerging at all. That's right. You can be seasoned. I can't wait till I don't do overnight, so I can start living a normal life again. <laughs> When's that start? Uh, June first. No, oh, it's not far off. No, nope. Or it's like the last week of May, which is like. May 29th or something. It'll um, definitely be a post-Guardians of the Galaxy world. I know. <laughs> that makes me sad. Hey, this is movie news. It's real news. Not too much going on, except, uh, hey, have you guys seen the trailer for The Last Jedi? No. What? Here uh. it is right now. <laughs> oh!
Park. Darkness. A balance. did this happen i know right <laughs> yeah uh, star wars celebration is going on right now in orlando oh, and uh, okay. so they dropped the first they, they said it was going to be like a real trailer it didn't feel like a real trailer to me it's a teaser it's a, it's teaser. a teaser because it's like oh look at these cool images because guess what's going to happen in september they're going to release the the big trailer yeah and i mean but the thing is is and i actually agree with um adam driver who plays kylo ren he said you really don't need trailers for star wars and i agree yeah I mean, yeah you I gotta say, hey, the Star Wars coming out in December. Like, great, I'm going. Yeah, because the poster is badass. Yeah. Um, but the trailer <laughs> had some really cool shots. I love the the planet they're on, where they're like running across the ground, and it turns to, like red dust. Yep. Um, looks pretty great. Um, and all they needed was that was that last line to be like, "Oh my god, my mind's blown. What's mm-hmm. going on?" Yeah, and that just uh, you know, Luke wanting the Jedi to end. But what does it mean? Um, yeah, you I know, have theories. Yeah, uh, what are your theories? Uh well I I was reading apparently Star Wars Rebels has uh been uh setting up this thing about gray Jedi Jedi who walk the line of Jedi and Sith mm. um and uh Luke is dressed in gray at the end of this movie um but since the beginning of Star Wars they've always talked about there being balance in the Force yeah um mm-hmm. and so even if the Jedi win there's an imbalance because then there's no Sith. So, in order to have balance without Sith, you have to get rid of the Jedi. So, maybe either he's training to be a gray Jedi who walks both lines, and it was trying to train more Jedi to follow that path, or he's just like, you know, we just need to get rid of Or if both he thinks religions. he gets rid of Kylo and him, then there's no more Jedi. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say, too, is like, I don't remember Kylo ever talking about the Sith in Force Awakens. He always mm-hmm. refers to the Force, mm-hmm. and I... I'm starting to think maybe he is a Jedi who's just like a religious fanatic Jedi mm. who's super into Jedi. And uh, obviously he he idolizes Anakin Skywalker and maybe not Darth Vader and Anakin Skywalker being the most powerful Jedi yeah. of all time. So, And there's a couple shots too where, I mean, there's a shot of Rey training with a lightsaber on this like side of the little coast mm-hmm. and her using the force on the ground, maybe. Yeah, but maybe um, she's being trained as a gray Jedi where yeah. he failed with Kylo. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it has enough in it to make me say that's badass. That's badass. Yeah. My theory is Mark Hamill just wants to retire with the 401k. <laughs> <laughs> so the yeah. Jedi must come to an end so that I can go to my rocker. <laughs> and Kylo's helmet's all busted up, so maybe he's embracing yeah. um, not following an, an invader's footsteps anymore, but like his own path. Mm-hmm. It, it's going to be interesting. And, I, you know, cause and the, the poster has her split between the two. It, it does. So it's like she has to make a choice. 
and I mean, unfortunately, because uh, Carrie Fisher died, so this is Leia's last movie. Because that's the other news is where the uh, her family said, "Yeah, you can use her for um, Rogue One, Rogue, uh, not for Rogue One, but you can use her for Episode Nine. And then they came out to uh, this week and said, "No, we're not going to put her in the movie." So, so if Luke ends up dying in this one, then there's nobody left from the legacy cast. Chewbacca, C three PO, yeah, Lando like, Calrissian <laughs> finally making his comeback. <laughs> But not really like, you know, the, the core um, mm-hmm. characters. They're all be gone. Oh, Lando's out there. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was, it was fun. Coolest motherfucker in the galaxy. Speaking of which, the the trailer that had the most views in a 24-hour period in Marvel Disney history is Thor Ragnarok. This one is so awesome. Here's the trailer for Thor Ragnarok. not seen the trailer no, i haven't I, I i like i don't know why i, w- I didn't i could purposely avoid it but i love guardians but this was dude, way more fun than this guardians trailer was badass <laughs> one they have led zeppelin's immigrant song playing on it um it's about vikings and thor's vikings. yeah it's it, it, it i mean it starts it, the, the hook right away is thor's hammer gets destroyed he's no transported to another planet which asgard gets blown off the face of the planet yeah by kate blanchett's hella who uh the story is that she was she's able to step in because loki is in charge with odin gone and so people are able to uh odin kept this like tight grip on things and loki doesn't didn't loki get rid of odin or trap he did him? yeah uh so um loki made mistakes but there's also a shot in the trailer where loki is like looking like a badass about to do something mm-hmm. um so it, it's the trailer is like one of the it's one of the best Marvel trailers. It's definitely the best first Marvel trailer I've ever seen. Because um, and then it has that great line where um, the Hulk shows up and uh, Thor says, "Oh yes!" And everyone like gets all quiet. <laughs> we work together. <laughs> it's it's pretty great. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's weird. Loki's up there with uh, Ian Malcolm. 
Yeah. Um, you mean Jeff Goldblum? Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he's part of the arena show. <laughs> yeah. He's not like competing. Yeah. So that's a little. It is. It's, it's really cool. And um, what I like about it is I, I forget. I always, no, I don't know how to pronounce the director's name, but he did. Uh, we are uh, what we do in the shadows, and you know, fly the, the concord and, and stuff. hunt for the wilder people. people. Yeah, and he, you can tell that where I think Marvel's starting to distance itself from DC is DC has a singular vision right now of basically Zack Snyder, where mm-hmm. it has a certain look. And I'm I, Zack Snyder can make anything look great. I'm not saying he doesn't make his stuff look great, mm-hmm. but Marvel seems to get directors that are starting to put their own little like stamps on it. Whether it's James Gunn and Guardians. Now uh, with Thor Ragnarok and even like the cool little like logos that it's like the Sega Genesis, like the Sega game. Genesis, like eighties video game stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Um, That's been a criticism of Marvel. If they've like, they've the f- previous phases have embraced a singular vision. Yeah. Of, like Kevin Feige. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, yeah, like the ones that are succeeding are the singular ones. Yeah. Cause I mean, Dr. Strange is like nothing like any other Marvel movie. Um, I mean, they still have the structure of Marvel, which I think they need. Yeah. But let these directors kind of have their own Spin feel to it. Because, I mean, yeah. even when you look at Spider-Man now, you know, it's like a high school movie. It's shot a little more um, clean. I finally saw, I finally noticed Shocker in that trailer. Oh, he's in it really quickly. Like, yeah. yeah, but it looks really cool. Yeah. So. So it's fun. So I, I, I have the theory, though, that he's not going to use any electric puns. I don't think so either. Yeah, damn. Maybe next time. Yeah. Certainly was a shock to my system when I <laughs> yes. found out. It, um, it shook me to my core. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's about it for movie news. Oh, uh, Charlie Murphy died. Is Charlie Murphy. Well, he, yeah, he was popular in a TV show, but yeah. 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 Leukemia. Sad. Leukemia. Yeah. Yeah. He was young too. I think he was like fifty-seven. Fifty-seven. Yeah. He's a really good writer and a really good. Oh yeah, he too. was. Um, he's one of those behind-the-scenes kind of guys, and uh, the Chappelle show is the one that really put him on the. The map, you know, everyone loves his Rick James, but I actually think the Prince one is better, where he's playing basketball oh, yeah. with Prince. Want some waffles <laughs> or Game. pancakes? Blouses. <laughs> I, I just love that at the end of it, because um, the people who are interviewing him are laughing, and he says, "You don't think Prince is good at basketball? Challenge him." <laughs> <laughs> My favorite character of his was never uh, the the E True Hollywood ones, although, uh, um, but I love the player haters. Oh yeah, a lot. So I love him as Buck Nasty. <laughs> <laughs> Buck Nasty, have some respect. <laughs> Look at those shoes. I could never go out like that, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, yeah. It's so yeah, sad. Yeah. Did we talk? We talked about Don Rickles last week, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. we did. Okay. Well, let's talk about him again. <laughs> so, yeah, that's all I got. What's coming out on Blu-ray and DVD? Yeah. Oh, what what should I spend my money know. frugally on? Oh, you you're gonna find out. DVD releases and Blu-rays. As soon it's as gonna this, be sad because I shouldn't be buying it right now. <laughs> as soon as this recognizes my thumbprint, there it goes. Your dog has no chill. Well, he's it's like fifteen minutes straight. I know he's getting anxious because Laura's just sitting out there and he won't let. She won't take him outside. I don't know why she just doesn't let him come outside with her. He's just walking back and forth, walking back and forth. This is waiting for him to pull the plug out of the wall on us. Um, Donnie Darko Arrow release of Donnie Darko is coming out. Uh, I was never a big Donnie Darko fan. Uh, wh- who's releasing it? Arrow. It's a really oh. nice set. It's limited edition. I thought Fox owned the rights to it, but they they probably do. But Arrow does a lot of uh, special edition of stuff. Cool. Um, M Night Shyamalan's Split is coming out. Okay. Uh, 
Scream Factory has a special edition of Tells from the Hood, <laughs> which I do have coming. It's a pretty fun movie. You got to let me borrow that. <laughs> you got it. Uh, the Founder is also coming out on Blu-ray. Yeah. We have the 25th anniversary of A League of Their Own. Oh, nice. Wait, have I seen that one, or am I thinking of Major League? Have you not seen A League of Their Own? I don't think I 25 have. 25 years? Yeah. Jeez, I don't think I have. No. You've never seen A League of Their Own? I, I guess not. I haven't either. You, oh my God, you guys. Uh, James Stewart's Broken Arrow is coming out. It's a sweet Blu-ray cover. Cool. Uh, we also have Jamie Foxx in Sleepless. Oh, that, that movie that, that came, out came out this and year. Did stuff. Shout Select has The Handmaid's Tale coming out. Okay. Robert Duvall. Teen Titans, The Judas Conspiracy. <laughs> is the it, Judas Conspiracy? Yeah, I guess it's a really popular Teen Titans story. Okay. Uh, Kevin Smith makes his animated debut in that one. Oh, okay. As Kevin Smith, he's been animated before, but... But this time he's playing himself. Uh, I have a Scream Factory, Contamination, point seven is I'm getting. It's about killer, like, roots. I don't know what goes on. Looks gory. Sounds like an Evil Dead ripoff. <laughs> yes. Um... Joan Bennett and Paul Heinreid in The Scar. That's Paul Heinreid um, in The Scar. Yeah, I've heard of it. I've never seen it. but. And speaking of Rock Hudson, A Farewell to Arms is also coming out. Ah, it's a good film. With Jennifer Jones. Yep. She's pretty. Yes, yeah, she was. She is. She was. <laughs> and that's what's coming out on Blu-ray this week. Cool, right on. You guys really should see A League of Their Own. I can't believe it. Oh, well then. Yeah, you can borrow it. I have it. Stay tuned next week. It's cool. I already know there's no crying in baseball. Yeah, but also there's some great moments where he's... Tom Hanks is great in that movie. Tom Hanks is good in a lot of movies. Yeah. Is Tom Hanks bad in movies? No. He's a lot. He does pee a lot in A League of Their Own. And Castaway and... At my work, they have... Um, uh, obviously, they have a radio that plays music for the store. One of the songs is that thing Green you did. Mm. <laughs> and I was singing it one day, and uh, my coworker's like, why are you singing to that song? I'm like, you guys have never seen That Thing You Do. That Thing You Do is a brilliant movie. And they said no, and I said, get out. <laughs> Where was I? Oh, yeah, it's up there playing guitar. That's great. We still have a number one record. Yeah, you do. The O'Neaters! Uh, uh, or The Wonders. <laughs> yep, love that movie. Awesome. That's coming out on Blu-ray. What do we got left? This week on Real Nerds Podcast, we saw The Fate of the Furious. Brad, did you see Fate of the Furious? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I saw The Void. That was it. I, I st- I'm allowed to not see movies. I know. I thought you were going to break the tradition and actually see it. <laughs> no. It, yeah. Couldn't do it. <laughs> Zach, what did you think of The Fate of the Furious? So this is the fourth uh, Fast and Furious movie I've seen. I haven't seen uh, the other four of them because like, I've seen the first one. The fourth one, the fifth one, and now this one. Um, I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, I, 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 the Rock is amazing in it. Statham's great in this movie. Um, I actually was tolerating Vin Diesel a lot more than I usually do. I don't know why. Maybe it was just because he was there was a twist to everything. But um, uh, I, I definitely recommend it if you want to go have a fun time at the movies where n- almost nothing makes sense. Then please. Please go see The Fate of the Furious. Um, I'm torn on this one because uh, I think it's well documented. I'm not a Vin Diesel fan at all. Um, What? I know. (laughs) I I hate that I'm forced to think he's tough. I don't think he's tough. Mm -hmm. I'm forced to think that he cares about his family. It drives me crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I don't think The Rock's in it enough. I don't think Jason Statham's in it enough. It's a it's a vehicle for Vin Diesel. And as I'm watching this movie, I'm not even joking. Everything I've read about the production problems with it, and you know the production problems. What I mean by that is The Rock and uh, Vin Diesel did not get along. Mm-hmm. Um, in so much that The Rock got tired of him basically acting like a diva, mm-hmm. where The Rock said he would show up like three hours late to the set. Or a lot of times, The Rock would be acting with Vin Diesel not there. But didn't they work together in three other movies? Yeah. And this is the last straw? Yeah, well, because it was the last straw, the last day of filming. You can go uh, on, he posted on Instagram, and he, he called him a punk-ass bitch on it, because like what I don't know what the last shot of the movie was. Um, my guess is actually the last shot in the movie, because if you notice, they're really not next to each other at all in this mm-hmm. whole movie. Right. And so you can tell there's something going on. Anyways, uh, so the movie, you have to, I think you do have to be a fan of the films Mm -hmm. because there's so much history there that there's a lot going on. Right. Um, For the ridiculousness of it, um, I mean, uh, there's some pretty fun action scenes. Um, Yeah, it's probably my third least favorite of them, though. And that's just, like I said, because I have to put up with Vin Diesel. Uh, Here's a trailer for The Fate of the Furious. All right, team, listen up. This crew is about family. But the game has changed now. Dominic Toretto just went rogue. You're going to turn your back on family? I know it looks bad. Don't give up on him so easy. We've only got one chance to make this family whole again. Don't do this, Dom. You ready? One thing I can guarantee, no one's ready for this. She's the very definition of high-tech terrorism. There's thousands of cars in this city, and now they're all mine. Now I know what it feels like to be every cop ever chasing us. Wait, wait, wait! Oh, dang! London. Abu Dhabi. Cuba. Our paths have crossed before dawn. You just didn't know it. I think I need to remind you why you chose to be here. I got no choice! If you're gonna catch Dom, you're gonna need a little help. You wanna tell me why you just put me in a room with this teen crumpets eating criminal? You know, I think that tight t-shirt's cutting off the circulation of your brain. You should get bigger size. You guys are gonna work together. Love to. I've been waiting for this. We got a tank. Now it's my turn. Boom, baby. <laughs> you just don't give up, do they? You thought this was going to be a street fight. It's not a torpedo. Take the wheel. What? This is crazy. Oh. 
you get style points for that one. <gasps> I don't know why you're doing this, but I know one thing. You love me. So it's a soap opera with cars. Yeah, pretty much. And, <laughs> and cool. <laughs> so the thing is, is so in it. I mean, the trailer is basically what happens in the movie, right? Uh, Dom Toretto, Vin Diesel's character, is turning against his family. Yeah, which you know, I, I guess that's a big thing because his family is so important to him. Family. Yeah. You never turn your back on family. There should just be a sound bite every time the word family is mentioned that we edit into the podcast. Yeah, it's. And so in it, he so he joins Charlie Theron's cipher, mm-hmm. and she's this who is crazy bitch. <laughs> yeah, she's pretty good in it. Actually, I like her in yeah, the movie. Yeah, she's really good. She's really good at being Speaking of which, evil. That, did you see that trailer for Atomic Blonde? That looks yeah, pretty awesome. Lady John Wick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sorry, I stole your line, Brad. <laughs> so no, so yeah, so he gets recruited by her because he show she shows him something on a cell phone, but we don't see it. We don't see it, so it's a mystery to us until like thirty minutes later. Yeah. Um. They weren't really good at keeping a secret. <laughs> so yeah, but I also don't know why is he stealing this EMP? Uh so they can knock out power, so it turns back on really fast, and they can take the sub. I don't understand why they need it. I, I that kind of got lost on me too, to be honest. <laughs> right into Real Nerd's was, podcast and tell me what the fuck's going on there. <laughs> but um, maybe it was it had to do with the submarine at the end. Maybe I don't know. I can't remember. Um, and so they have to team up with Jason Statham's character because. You know, he thinks a little bit outside the box. Them them uh, fighting between prison oh, yeah. cells was just too That's funny. what I mean. Like, The Rock and Statham are great in this. I know, they are. <laughs> and uh, so, so the last scene of the movie is, again, them cooking, and they're on, a, you know, like, it's family. Drinking Corona, as yeah. usual. But if you notice, The Rock and Vin Diesel are never seen together. Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, even the scene where they're all sitting at the table, there's, like, these weird... Like cuts where you kind of see them together, but they're really not together. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's definitely something there, right? And I mean, it's well documented. They, they don't even they don't do the promos together. They don't do anything because uh, he's just sick of it. And I was reading, I don't know if it's on Variety or the Hollywood Reporter. There's an actual end credit scene with The Rock and Jason Statham where they're thinking about like doing spinoffs, and they, those two may be doing a spinoff, and Vin Diesel nixed it. Because he's an executive producer on it, and so he didn't want... Yeah, and that's what I mean. Like, you just read stuff like that, and you're just like, dude, what a bitch. Uh, and they're, they're, and when I watch this movie, there is some validity to this stuff. One, I mean, I know it is, because The Rock's already said it. Mm-hmm. Vin Diesel said the reason The Rock is super popular is because of him. And yeah. it's it just... And Vin Diesel's never, like... I've never been captivated by him. Where They're trying to make him an action star, which, which The Rock is, but... You know, it's just it just doesn't work for me. He's not a good actor. He can't he can't carry a picture, and that's my biggest problem with this movie too. Is I'm stuck with these long periods of his Vin Diesel. So it's a Vin Diesel v- uh, movie. But people like that character, Dominic. No, Cardo. they do, and I mean it, it's already going to set the biggest box office opening in the world, mm-hmm. like four five hundred and thirty two million dollars worldwide. Yep. Um and. And that's fine. I mean, I don't care if they make more of them. It's just, I just, I just don't get his appeal. 
as someone who's on the, it doesn't care as much. What what's the appeal to Vin Diesel? My wife likes him because she's like he's so macho, like but he's a doofus. I I I I can't like I I don't really see it either. But I guess I'm not like offended <clears throat> by people who do see him appealing. You know? Yeah, I just I I've never. It's it's a lot like. Uh, I can't. I don't know. I'd have to think of another actor. See, like I, my only grudge is with Katherine Heigl in the world. So, <laughs> yeah, and she's stupid. Mm. Um, but so I mean, the thing they show him on the video is he has his old girlfriend. I think from part five. Yeah. Oh, because uh, Alina. Yeah, because he thinks Letty's dead, so he hooks up with this other chick. Yeah. She has a baby, so he has a baby, and they have this stupid like scene with Michelle Rodriguez and him in bed, where he's like, "Want a baby?" A baby, and why is his head misshapen? God, I can't stand Vin Diesel. Or is a crack in the mold? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, and then he, so he has this baby. The only thing like, that the baby is cool is Jason Statham has this badass fight oh, at the end God. of the. Okay, so everybody <laughs> on social media was like clamoring for The Rock redirecting a missile, which is cool. Yeah, but. The best scene of the movie for me is Jason Statham carrying a baby and having a fucking full on shootout fist fight nonsense scene that seems like it's it's not I know it's not all one shot but it's but it's cut to feel but like that's that. what I mean it, 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 where when I watch Vin Diesel do stuff I I don't believe him mm-hmm. but when I see Jason Statham and I know I'm a Jason Statham fan but when he's doing his uh whatever I don't know what martial arts he does but the way he moves and Statham the, foo yeah Statham <laughs> foo I'll take it mm-hmm <laughs> The way he moves and the way he's able to control his body and stuff and mm-hmm. make the fights. A lot like Jackie Chan. Yeah. Where he's so unique in his fighting style that he makes the fights really cool, whether it's with guns, whether it's punching and kicking. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't get that with Vin Diesel. I don't get it at all. It's he's like just, He's just tough looking. Yeah, I it don't seems think like he... he's more concerned about looking cool than he is actually doing cool stuff. See, it's like, so The Rock does obviously like big wrestler moves. Mm-hmm. Statham does some form. Statham foo. Um, Vin Diesel kind of like has knowledge about cars and likes family. Yeah, I mean he, he kills that a, one dude like by breaking really his neck. He doesn't have a fighting style. I, and I'm gonna borrow. I want to borrow uh, five, six, and seven from you yeah, so you can watch them. But I don't remember in the first one. Well, the first one didn't really have any fight sequences. No, the first one's like a legit car racing. Yeah, movie. Yeah, car racing movie. So, and probably four would probably be that realm too. I think four's the worst one. Um, um, yeah, but uh, but five, you know, like I don't remember him having like a distinctive fighting style. No, it, and the the two why five works so well is because the heist movie one, mm-hmm. and it kind of goes away from him being that obnoxious. It's more of a team movie. That, yeah, and I got really sick of. Slow motion shots of Vin Diesel walking, mm-hmm. being evil. There's a one where he they busted in to where they were with Kurt Russell. Mm-hmm. And why they just didn't kill them all, I don't know why. Um, so they come in, and it's slow motion. And then Michelle Rodriguez has that stupid line, you never turn your back on family. And, then, and in slow motion, he turns his back on her. And, and just full-on face plants... Um... Uh, kiss on uh, Charlie Theron. Yeah, which I would too. I'm not saying. I mean, I would do that. Seriosa, man, come on. <laughs> but then they have that scene later on where he attacks the car. Oh my god, that was goofy as and fuck. <laughs> then he, he walks in slow motion with like a Jason like Friday Thirteenth mask. Yeah, well, it was, it was a mechanics mask for like when you're welding yeah, shit, but, but it still looked kind of like what is this a horror movie all of a sudden? Yeah, and it's just dumb. And, and it, that big ridiculous saw. <laughs> 
Well, I guess it's because the, the the limousine was like really armored or something like that. Yeah, like I get they, it. They I get. I get, it I get why he wears. Oh. Like why he does it, but why does he wear that stuff? Because they want to make him look cool. Oh well, he is also trying to hide his identity so there can't be a loophole for why he's still on the run or whatever. Because at the end, everybody. Or maybe that's a day he didn't feel like filming and they had to put a mask on their stunt double. Ooh, that could be too. <laughs> but we have to talk about something that was absolutely ridiculous. But so to preface this, I saw a news segment on um. Uh, self-driving cars or self-driving trucks recently. Mm -hmm. So to see self-driving be a plot point in this movie was ridiculously funny to watch because at one point, like, so it starts off with the self-driving cars activate and they swarm the streets and they, and it's choreographed like a dance. Mm -hmm. And, um, but, uh, but then, so in New York, parking garages go up, 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 up. And the self-driving cars start driving out the windows of the parking garages on the top level, and it's raining cars. <laughs> this yep. movie is ridiculous. <laughs> so now we're in spoiler territory. Uh-huh. Uh, can you tell me why he turns his back on family? Because they she kidnapped okay, though, his ex-girlfriend and his kid. They kidnapped, they kidnapped uh, Vin Diesel's ex-girlfriend who had a love child with Vin Diesel at some point. Okay. Yeah, I guess this movie takes place in like only a year after Fast... Five? Fast seven. No, because if he... When did Letty come back? Letty came back in six. So, yeah. So, six and seven happened. So, yeah. there's like only a year, roughly, a couple... A year and like two months. Yeah, before um, it's revealed. Because like, I guess like Elena stepped away because she knew that um, that Letty liked Dom or Dom liked Letty. Oh, that's I right. Because at the end of Fast Five, they show a picture of like she's still alive. Yeah, exactly. That's so, right. Um, but um, but so that's why he has to turn his back on family. But then when um, <laughs> so is Helen Mirren in any of the other films? No, so this is her first time. Yeah, she's Jason Statham's mom. Yeah, and 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 Luke Evans's mom. And Luke Evans is, I guess, a good guy again. Yeah, I mean, I guess they're anti heroes. Yeah, now they're well. That, that's the formula of these movies. I found it out when the when the guest villain is defeated at the end, they suddenly become part of family. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yep. Let's get uh, let's get some uh, other people in there. Channing yeah. Tatum. Why not? <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know if The Rock's going to do anymore. Well. Because he kind of has an end, too. There's, you know, he said, no, I'm going to be a dad. Yeah. They could retire him for a couple movies and then bring him back whenever they want to. Yeah, I don't think he... And he's probably fed up with Vin Diesel. Diesel. But, um... I mean, so, he's making a Rampage movie I, now, so, so that's cool. So, and I have another question. Is, so, is uh, Scott Eastwood new Paul Walker? Well, if he is, he needs better writers because his dialogue was awful in that movie too. Yeah, his delivery was fine. It's just his dialogue. Oh yeah, it's was not, awful. Again, it's nothing. I don't think any of the actors are bad. It's just oh, here's some stupid dialogue. Well, Chris Morgan's an okay writer. I mean, he yeah. knows how to write an action sequence clearly. Oh yeah, I mean, but again, there's not nothing too terrible. It's so weird looking at Scott Eastwood though, because the whole time I'm just like, you have a dad that's just like. There's parts where he looked a lot like his dad. Oh, yeah. Very much so. A lot. Like when he grabbed the crowbar and he's just like, I think mm-hmm. I figured out rule number three. Yeah. <laughs> and I just imagine it saying it in his dad's voice and I'm like, I'm just, it's like having a clone of Clint. <laughs> yep. And um, I want a spinoff movie about Mr. Nobody. Me too. I, I do. Because I, I don't know what he does, but I want to find out. I want to know what his real name is, but it'll be a secret that is carried out through five movies. <laughs> <laughs> what was the first fast movie that? Kurt Russell was in. Was it the last Seven, one? I think. Yeah, it's the last one. I think you're right. Because I don't, because I, I had never seen it, but I remember when they added him onto the cast, and I'm like, oh, I may have to go see this movie. Yeah. And then I didn't. <laughs> I can't even keep him straight. I can't believe this is the eighth one. Yeah. And the ninth, uh, the ninth one really should be, like, I know you guys don't watch Honest Trailers, 
But when they reviewed uh, Furious 7, they said, like, there's nowhere else for this franchise to go. Where are they going to go now? Space? Oh, I totally watched that. <laughs> like, yeah, shoot, yeah, give I them mean, a spaceship. I don't care. <laughs> obviously, because uh, Charlie's Theron character gets away, I'm guessing that's going to set up the next two That movies. was a dumb line about, like, there's something wrong with your plan. What? I'm the only one with a parachute. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, wait, oh. I'm on an airplane that I can land. I want to, you know, there's one of those times like where I'm like, Vin Diesel could redeem him, himself throughout his whole acting career if she just breaks Charlie's Theron's neck in this movie. Yeah, that or... Because she was like, she was about to kill a baby. Yeah, that too, and there's... I always have problems too. It has that, the hero thing where the heroes kill lots of people and nothing really happens to them. Yeah. It feels like there's no... <laughs> there are no consequences. Yeah, there's no weight to anything that the heroes do. Because mm-hmm. nothing happens to them. Well, I think they learned and, a long time ago that when you try to give consequences to these movies, they are not as good. Well, because I mean, fun. unfortunately, the only real consequence is when... Paul Walker died for real. Yeah. And so then they had to find a way to write him out of the script. Which I'm I, I'm interested to see finally how they pull that off. So. Oh, I mean, uh, part seven made me cry, but okay. like, uh, <coughs> this one is just, I, I can't, I just can't handle Vin Diesel. I just can't. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, forcing me to like him, I just don't. And hey, F. Gary Gray, he can direct action. Oh, yes, he can. Well, I mean, it's not like, uh, a secret you've seen the negotiator right oh yeah i mean he can do it it's just cool to see him do and, kind of a big movie again and also the first 10 minutes of straight out of compton are like re- re- redonkulous so yeah he's a good director he's he's a nice fit for the franchise yeah i'd like to see him do more things so yeah, he doesn't do very much no he he every couple years it yeah seems he picks like. and chooses but if someone came up to him with a billion dollar franchise it's like here's tons of money you want to direct it yes thunderbolt Make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be nice. <laughs> Telling you, I win Powerball. We get our Friday Thirteenth off oh, the ground. Yeah. All my, uh, all my, you know, uh, bank I'll make off it because it'll make money, guaranteed. Then we can just filter that into Thunderbolt. Would you be willing to give me an investment to make Twombly in color? No. Oh, why would you make Tom- Twombly in color? Yeah. Why, why would you sacrifice your uh, creativeness? Because I want money. Okay. Well. <laughs> Oh, yeah, people that don't watch in black and white. I don't think they're watching. Color. <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> they can't stand two colors. They can't. Stand I'm more. still so bitter about Friday the Thirteenth. Like, yeah, I know. I saw a trailer for was it Phoenix Project or something. Oh, that looks stupid. I'm like, really? They're gonna make that movie? I'm not gonna make Friday the Thirteenth? Well, it's probably cheap, even cheaper than a. Friday well, yeah, it's probably movie. like you got to do is attract the Rock to the Friday the Thirteenth series, <laughs> dude. The Rock versus Jason, would be awesome. or the Rock as Jason. <laughs> See, what, what, I'm reading. He has to wear a uh, mask the whole time. I don't think they'll. Doesn't yeah. matter. You can still recognize his arms and biceps. They, uh, I'm reading the Freddy versus Jason book, mm-hmm. and it's actually it's pretty good. The only issue I have with it is the writer. He inter. It's the cool thing. He does interview the most of the screenwriters, mm-hmm. but so in the description of the each script, he levels some criticism to it. But when he interviews the writers, he's really like wussy about it. I'm mm-hmm. like, dude, fucking drill him. Like, why are you making uh, Jason talk? That seems stupid. Mm. I would. I mean, because Brad knows when I, I wrote a Friday 13 script and, you know, 98 pages. <laughs> um, but when I was doing it, I actually pulled all the Freddy versus Jason scripts I could off the line. And I know some of these ones. Did you write a Freddy versus Jason? or did you write I, a- I wrote. I should. I haven't read it in a long time, but I wrote a Freddy versus Jason versus Ash script. I thought you lost you it. Send, no, I have you it. Still, no. you, you should send that to me. I'd I like w- to read it. I will. He wrote it out by hand. So. <laughs> no, it's... In crayon. <laughs> no, seriously, you wrote it by hand. That's like, I, I thought did. you lost it. <laughs> no, I did. I, then There's I typed no it up. Oh, okay. Cool. okay. Um, but no, in, in mine, it actually takes place in um, 
in a mental institution where Ash goes, because mine takes place after the end of Army of Darkness. Mm -hmm. If you remember in Army of Darkness, when Ash kills uh, the Deadite in uh, the S-March, he reverts back to being a normal person. Mm. She does it in the movie, but in Evil Dead lore, when you kill him, the Deadite leaves you, so you're just a normal person again. Right. So he's locked up, he's put in there, and while he's in there, there's also survivors of Jason and um, Freddy. Freddy, and it's Crystal Lake Sanitarium. So it t- it's on Crystal Lake, and for Freddy to come back, all they do is dream of him. It's actually a smart idea. Maybe and he comes back. a sanitarium on Crystal Lake. <laughs> and then um, Jason comes back because Ash tries to get out of the sanitarium by reading the Necronomicon. <laughs> But he reads the words wrong, and by doing it, he resurrects Jason and resurrects all his victims. So I have this huge, like, zombie, like, mashup of, like, like, so people you recognize, like, the dude in the wheelchair from part two, the lady in the sleeping bag. They all come back, and they're attacking the kids. That's nice. And then at the end, uh, so at the end, Ash just uh, kills Freddy, kills Jason, and uh, he says the words, and he thinks it's right. He gets sucked into a portal. He drops down, and um, the... Outside is like that, uh, like that brown wash kind of color. Mm-hmm. And he's in between like uh, uh, laundry that's hanging on um, clotheslines outside. Yeah, and it's like whipping, and then all of a sudden you hear boom, 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 and he looks down, and his chainsaw's not on, uh-huh. and then Leatherface comes busting through. <laughs> so like my whole thing is that he becomes like a monster fighter as Ash does. There you go. And, uh, so yeah, that's my. Is it any... that's my quick treatment of my Freddy versus Jason versus Copyright Rulers podcast. Because I haven't Copyright read, right, I haven't read the. Uh, comic book that they did based off of Katz's um yeah it's all right version. it's all right i know they bring back jo- tommy jarvis it's yeah like, oh, i mean he's in mine too i i i wrote mine bef- before they wrote theirs um mm. but yeah it's that's cool i want to read it send it to me please it is i might read it again make sure it's okay <laughs> i haven't read it in a long time but yeah, I have there's a bunch of like it. early 2000s references that don't make sense anymore. yeah exactly <laughs> i have to go go back and check that Remember out Remember when britney shaved her head <laughs> yeah but it was fun cool I even had like a part where Freddy turned into a car and drove it down the sanitarium running over people because <laughs> they couldn't get out anywhere because the car took up the whole way. Nice. And, a little know. nice little throwback to the end of the first one. There you there go. There we go. See, I know my slasher movies. I know you do. <laughs> I know you do. Um, next week, we're seeing uh, Colossal and or Free Fire. Or both. Or yeah. both. So stay tuned for that. And um, Not thanks. both. Push the you, button, Frank. Do? You need something for the week after. Uh, no, the week after is, I think, a movie is The Circle, I think. The Circle, starring Tom Hanks. Oh. Mm-hmm. And Emma Watson. I don't know. We'll have to look at it. Yeah. Have you seen the, the trailer at... for The Circle? Huh? Have you seen the trailer for The yeah. Circle? I haven't, but... Like, Tom, look... Cru- Tom, Tom Cruise. Tom Hanks plays, like, a Steve Jobs kind of guy. Okay. He's a bad guy in it. Ooh. You don't get to see him do that, though. No. Because he's America's dad. So, yeah, so we have two weeks of that, and then we have Guardians. Of the galaxy and our 300th episode the week after that's right so stay tuned for that yep thanks for listening bye, bye. push the button brad oh yeah freddy versus jason versus ash copyright ryan frost real nerds podcast fumbling and color copyright zach <laughs> <laughs>